if I were to look at why gaming matters, let's talk about gaming as entertainment. Um, and let's talk edutainment. There's certain communities that learn better through gamification because it's experiential. I think multicultural communities historically are very experiential in what they identify. It's why we love, you know, entertainment, lifestyle, dancing, the whole notion of pop culture, street culture is very much a movement. A lot of gaming is very much experiential. Those are things we gravitate towards. So there's been a natural affinity for anything that has a high level of engagement and participatory behavior amongst the multicultural sectors. And look, you can just look at other categories of how we do it and say, okay, that is inherently very consistent. So why would gaming matter? Well, gaming allows that. It allows us to simulate what we would do in real life. Look, it's why ball players all got studios in their home and they're playing NBA yep. 2K and Madden because they do it for real like oh we can come home yeah. and play they all became streamers right the pandemic. right right I, I can visualize and kind of live the life of it and then I can go do it for real it's like the ultimate simulation it's like sitting around and practicing TikTok dances and then going and doing it posting it for real and then doing it as part of the culture because I go into a club or I'm in a dance club da, 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 da. that experiential facet is what gaming very much feeds that the competitive energy that that communal energy that word-of-mouth energy that engagement energy so I think it's no secret that gaming has an affinity for communities of color and why it was there the other thing is if you look at certain sports there's certain activities, some of them are not very diverse. I mean, basketball is MLB, is football is in, in some degree communities of color dominant. But if you move into other things like, you know, you get into golf or you get into billiards, you get into croquet, you get into lacrosse, you, you get into other of these things, multi-role player, then it's not at all. So the idea is in a virtual world, you get to live a piece of an experience that as a diverse consumer, because in real life, you exactly can't. So why is The Sims appealing? Because I can go in and, and build a community because in real life, I can't because either I'm not welcome in those or I can't afford those or whatever else. So yeah. you, you, the, the, the ability to role play is still powerful just as a human movement, period. And I think people sometimes underscore the value that simulation plays in, in real life. Art imitates life, life imitates art. That's never essentially going to change. But if you can go into a universe and live the life you couldn't or are not allowed to or restricted, and look, some of it's based on socioeconomic status, some of it's just based on geography, some of it's based on level, some level of fluency or just intellectual know-how. The other thing is, basic line of sight. Communities of color don't know that certain things exist because it doesn't face them because those those factions don't want to face the world the way it faces them. Like venture capital, for instance. Communities of color don't know what money's out there because VC companies don't talk to communities of color. They don't. You know, it's only 2%, you know, go to the, the average uh, a black entrepreneur. I mean, what's 2%? Like of all the money that we hear about? So you, if, if, you, if you bring it back to the relevance of gaming, it's an opportunity to experience something in community with your respective community in a way that you can't in real life that may not exist. Even if you're trying to play out fantasy or play out real life and then you start to understand the consumer psychology of why communities that have to live and experience friction go into environments that are frictionless. I mean, and then that's the key thing. If my real life as someone of color has friction, but I can go into a virtual world where it's frictionless, then it has mass appeal in my ability to experience it. I think that a large part of, let's call it white America, lives a very frictionless life. 
in, in concept, okay, it's not not for all of them because there are people who live along probably along of all races, but sure, there, yeah, there there aren't as many quote unquote gated communities that face them. Even if those gates aren't very real, they're just conceptual that face us. So a world where there is less friction or we can define what level of it we, we want to deal with or not or experience or not, that's just a powerful notion. And that's why the future of gaming can't really be told without telling the people who are so inked in its viability because it's more of a necessity than purely for the sake of just, hey, I'm kind of doing it for pleasure. Like, it's, like we all as human beings need to feel free. We need to have aspects of our lives that has free, free movement, unrestricted. And if gaming is a universe that gets us that, even from a, a point of escapism, let's get on that. We all need escapism. You know, whether we're gonna drink or go, go for a drive or go for a walk or go for a jog, gaming is escapism. And if you are a community that requires more of it because of what you have to deal with, then gaming becomes as, as addictive as any drug. So again, when you look at that and that, that, that need to fulfill that, you have to start to think about, wow, gaming becomes kind of a, a, a powerful mechanism to sort of feed the soul along that conversation, which gets into, from a psychology standpoint, why it is so powerful and there's so much at stake.